0: You know what it was when you said, what? when you first said <laughs> what? sinking, that's literally what my microphone was doing. It was sinking. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, it's oh it's such a struggle. <laughs> it's such a struggle, this whole thing.
0: So how are you?
1: I'm good. Why don't you? How about yourself? How are you? First of all,
0: um, well after that first uh recording. Trying to do better. <laughs> I'm a little nervous <laughs> right now.
1: I know. <laughs> Our Book of Boba Fett episode six review completely got deleted, but I and I had to like restart in post, which sucked. But uh yeah, we, we haven't did a peacemaker review in a week. Uh a lot of shit was going down, a lot of busy lives. Uh so we got episode five at least.
0: Yeah, how are you liking this uh this series? I think it's good it's I'm having fun with it.
1: Yeah, it's getting better. It's it's not like something that's like too substantial to the DCEU, but I think that's fine. I think that's when the, like DCEU shines the most is like when it's not adding too much to its own universe, except when you do something like like The Flash, like we need some more build up to that, but mm-hmm. um overall, yeah, it's like so funny. Um it's really like a character breakdown type of show, kind of like Loki except Loki adds a lot to its own universe. Uh, how about what do you think about the show?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's it has its own style from Marvel. Because I said this in the last episode, it's a lot more mature. Especially this show. It's, like, way mature. It's, like, definitely, like, fits HBO Max so well. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that added level, and I think it was so appropriate that they brought James Gunn because it's, like, he just adds, like, such a good level of, like, humor and, like, playfulness to to these very, like, dark, serious characters. And I think that, that too, is where DC, like, shines a lot they take like really like dark moments in dc and they just make it like you know fun for everybody right but it's it's so funny because like this this show is like really what's keeping DC alive at the moment, <laughs> other than like the Batman, which we're going to talk about yeah. uh, down the road. I'm so excited. I hope uh, I hope we get tickets and not end up like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. That is going to end
1: up exactly like Spider-Man No Way Home, <laughs> but maybe a little bit less worse. Like instead of an hour wait, it's going to be like 59 minutes instead of I'm 16. telling you,
0: Akron, just apply now to AMC Nishamani. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> I have That's to. That's the only dude. way. It's so hard. Like the best way to get tickets is go to your local theater or the theater you prefer and like really pre-order in a box office like machine because there's no like it's it's stable connection, right? It's real time. So you're actually doing it when it's online. It's like it's the worst. That's why I did with um, I think I did that with Endgame. I had to I had to like rush in the morning just to pre-order tickets because otherwise I would have sat like in the hallway. So
0: well you heard it here folks get your tickets analog style <laughs>
1: and- Yeah, <I'm laughs> man, it's such a shame that that has to <laughs> we're de-evolving. <laughs> the de-evolving the industry's always the industry's de-evolving <laughs> they do that shit on purpose <laughs> i think it's like to build I-, I swear to god it's like one of those like little marketing like malicious things that they do like just to build hype and stuff and everyone's saying oh my god you know
0: you would think like amc will like be on top of that shit like for their servers like because they know, like, how big these movies are going to be. Like, why wouldn't you, like, have somebody, like, ready to, like, make sure the websites are working, you know?
1: Yeah, I I really think it's just, like, on purpose. I, like, I don't know the minds of these people. But, like, it's it has to be because this... It shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't. Um, Fandango was crashing, too. I mean, it has to do with the theaters, obviously. It, it ha- must be because of the theaters. Um, I don't know. With... with COVID cases and stuff like that. I thought that this movie for sure would end up at HBO Max. um, But now everything's kind of like returning. Um, But I I heard with COVID now, um, like there's some research that they have to do uh, to see why people, some people haven't got sick yet or something has to do with like DNA or something. And so like um, if they could find out the answers, uh, they could probably find an overall cure for the different variants. So I'm like thinking, but that might take years. So I'm like still thinking, how is the industry going to handle this? Especially AMC. I always how thought How is the
0: industry evolving?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, no. I always thought that AMC, what they should have done was they should have made their own streaming service, right? And ah. they charge, like, but it's cheaper and there's some benefits. Like, for example, like HBO Max, when Suicide Squad came, they put behind the scenes. So for AMC they do that same thing. Like they have behind the scenes, like exclusive interviews only with like the AMC crew um, or, or whoever. Right. Like stuff like that, you know, maybe a digital poster, some bullshit. I don't know, but like, whatever, just to like get people to like watch it. You know, unfortunately it's bad for like the people who actually work in the actual theaters, but like as a business, that's that was my I'm... only
0: gripe I was going to say. Cause, cause then if that sounds like an interesting idea, but then you're losing revenue for a lot of like location yeah. uh, services, yep. right? That's true. That's actually why um, Borders Books uh, closed down a long time ago, and that's why Barnes and Noble did really well, because uh, Borders Books uh, at the time, you know, online wasn't as huge um, as it is now. But uh, Barnes and Noble actually invested a lot more in like location stores as opposed to like online media. But isn't it so funny? Like, now it's, like, the reversal. Now, like, everything is online, and now locations, like, aren't doing so hot. Yeah. Like I think that's, like, why department stores are falling, honestly, because, like, everything now is, like, online shopping.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and soon it's going to kind of be, like, Death Stranding. I always picture like, COVID going to be, like, Death Stranding, where everyone has to be in <laughs> bunkers and, like, things. Right. Well, that's, like, people, like, that's the thing. Like, we talked about this before. It's, it's heartbreaking, because, like, 900,000 people, I think, in this country has died. But, um speaking about it like in a business cold manner a lot of people also made good money like through etsy or like even just like streaming or different type of services uh, i think there's like a rise in grubhub or something like that um because it's more dangerous to like go at a restaurant and you have to take off your mask it's still stupid like wear your mask while you're going in but then take COVID it off. off
0: and- numbers don't work on me only money
1: uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's that's uh, that's Amazon, but uh... that's
0: that's that's the world we live in now. But um, yeah, it's a straightaway from less depressing. <laughs> Motis <laughs> uh, guys, uh, we also you know keep look uh, lookout because we're having a DC animated movie. Uh, top 10 favorite is top 10 or top, 15? top 15 yeah, top, top 15, 15. yeah top <laughs> 15 top 100 <It's> like <laughs> no <laughs> we go we go through every fucking like dc movie <laughs> we'll do
1: like bullet points like this 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 and that's it <laughs> we don't we don't get to i like elaboration. next <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah but yeah keep a look at guys we have a great um dc animated uh top 10 favorites episode coming out uh next week yeah or this coming week i should say um But yeah, uh, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Lunch Table Podcast with Dylan and Akram. Hope you guys are having a nice weekend. Uh, Just trying to stay warm like our podcast. (laughs) No uh, technical difficulties today, thank God. But uh, we are back with another Peacemaker review for episode five. Uh, I believe it was called, was it Monkey Dory? Yeah. I love the titles for these names. I know. Creative. But yeah, so it was a great episode. Um, kind of felt like filler, in my personal opinion, but there there's some notable highlights that we're going to touch on. Um, so Akron, why don't you give us the rundown of what, what happened in this, this episode?
1: Well, um, hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, this episode definitely felt like filler. Um, they have to actually go into like one of the installations where they ship uh, the goo that everyone's wondering what it is. And I'm sure episode six will go more in depth Um, but yeah and we also get some some more questions about what's what is Myrn's intentions and we see later on an episode and we'll talk about it but the whole thing was fun because it was a nice action set piece set inside a warehouse right and um, I don't know if we're going to really go into spoilers now but some monkey dory stuff for sure happens Um, and perhaps that monkey dory character that we're speaking about is actually a nice easter egg to dc comics at least i don't know it's kind of like a throwaway character um but yeah and at the end we finally get to see what Myrne's intentions really are or at least who he really is so
0: so yeah we actually got a lot of uh more exposition on the butterflies um and what they are and then uh kind of like it opens up with uh they're having like a conference and then uh peacemaker just uh shits on economo's uh slideshow (laughs) (laughs) like you could have named anybody like he just like mentioned to us he's like you could have pinned the lunch table podcast that's about
1: (laughs) to be us we're about to be canceled any
0: moment mark my way one of
1: these cold openings i'm gonna like screw us
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that was i think john uh cena improvised that that whole scene that's so funny like seems like just named like every fucking like actor in the world
1: (laughs) right right
0: but we get uh, some more information. Uh, so the, the butterflies uh, are kind of like kind of like a uh, starro in a way. Um, they kind of like just like control mi- minds and they they've been on this planet I, apparently for like a long time um, and they've just invaded like a, like a bunch of like like you know politicians or like uh, social influencers. so there it's you can really like see like the scale at which uh, they're dealing with. Um, but yeah, so like you said, they have to, uh, locate this refinery where they get their food, which is like this weird, like, uh, maple syrup shit. I don't know what the, <laughs> like, it's like Aunt Jemima's, like, maple right. syrup, syrup right. like, <laughs> but I, I, I love the, the warehouse scene. I, I thought it brought a lot of action, uh, to the show and, you know, John Cena, like he felt like the fucking Terminator, like going in. Um, what'd you think of it?
1: When you bring in a KSG shotgun, you're in for business. Just ask <laughs> John know. Wick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was great here. I mean, Peacemaker did what he does best. Um, and um, and and also the helmet was really cool too. Um, that's kind of oh, like the a plot X-ray. device. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was like that was cool. Like a little plot device for later. Um, on an episode. Um, I'm glad that. Uh, uh, we got to see more of like their powers uh they're kind of like zombies in a way it's uh I think uh J- James Gunn actually took his inspiration from uh invasion of the body snatchers yeah um there were some references like to that as well
0: that um, actually remind me of like the the angels from uh from Legion especially yeah. like when they hiss, they're like ah! yeah like, it's, so, it's so it's very scary <laughs> that's our
1: audio <laughs> yeah yeah no that was really cool that was a really action-packed episode uh, I, I liked it yeah he was like so capable here um. Yeah, but what did she think about that that, that whole scene? And then the thing with uh vigilante too with the chainsaw. I'm mad he didn't get to use it, but somebody else. I did, know. Though.
0: I really wanted vigilante yeah. <laughs> to use that fucking chainsaw, but I guess John got his time to shine in this episode. So it it, it this episode like kind of like brought like um because it was very like the opening was, you know, it they they had that that you know action scene, but then like at the end it kind of like warmed up and it was kind of like a breakaway from episode four where you know. John is, I mean, uh, Chris, um, <laughs> I always mess up names, but uh, <laughs> Peacemaker is like, you know, he's kind of like depressed because he's thinking about his brother. Um, yeah. So now it's kind of like, you know, he's back, you know, he's kind of like, he's, he's, he's getting like a lot closer to this team, especially like with Adebayo too, because I think like Adebayo, like they had kind of like had a heart to heart. But yeah, going back to the the warehouse scene, we, had, we got a little sneak peek at a, at a famous uh, gorilla. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. It's not Gorilla Grodd, thankfully, because that gorilla got <laughs> fucked up later on by, <laughs> yeah. by some unlikely
0: character. Damn, we got um, it worse than Harambe. <laughs>
1: right. I know. Well, that was like, so the gorilla was like briefly referenced to in episode four, I believe, in the news. Um, Charlie. Uh, so apparently I think that this is actually Charlie the Gorilla. Uh, he was like a character from like the early 50s, 40s, um, like in World War II. It's just a gorilla that like was intelligent and like was like a soldier. Um, I mean, like one thing I'm not a fan of about DCEU films or maybe just like when James Gunn did Suicide Squad, is like some characters are like kind of thrown away even if this character doesn't really matter so i'm not gonna like gripe over it that much but like calendar man was kind of like a joke a little bit um but uh yeah that so the butterflies can take over animals i find that very interesting um and they can change their biology
0: too because yeah the gorilla was like speaking so i wonder if it's like it's just interesting. It's like, do gorillas possess the vocal cords to talk or is that just like the butterflies? The vocal parasites as a Metal
1: Gear right. Solid Fan yes. of pain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. It's so funny because like they add like little Easter eggs in the show. Like I think there was one scene where like uh, uh like Peacemaker has like this uh, newspaper on his wall and it says like uh, a Peacemaker like captured Kite Man which is another Batman villain.
1: That was cool. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's actually another Easter egg too. Like if you, for uh comic lore fans, uh, they were naming when they're doing the slideshow, they named one of the senators, uh, Alan Kuppenberg. That was actually a Marvel and a DC artist. So it's just little, little like throwbacks, but I think James Gunn really like puts his own like punk rock style on the show. Like you can definitely like, it takes a lot of like inspiration too, from like guardians, like the way like he implements like music cuz uh like what when they were in the truck after so after they they finished their mission uh, and they killed the butterflies they're kind of just having like this I don't know like this high school like you know hangout session it was actually really cool it was actually funny cuz I saw all nice. dancing and like and even hardcore you know she's been like so cold mm-hmm. and distant um this whole show but she's kind of like opening up more uh to like peacemaker and and like everybody else so she even like takes like a little selfie and like a little group chat mm, that was <laughs> the 11th nice. street kids yeah, uh, i think that was that was just a great moment what, what did you think
1: yeah that was a really nice moment like i said the show's like really just delving into characterization and like really uh finding the souls in these characters um and and sometimes you don't think like some some like a character such as peacemaker uh wouldn't be so rich in the depth of like his soul and really because in suicide squad like his character characterization at least didn't do like like him justice like showing that yeah he's just really like a human being but here we really see it in this show and i think we also see out bio and i just like the the similarities between peacemaker and out bio with their yes yeah you know and and also um hardcore i just like that now she's kind of like feeling more free obviously she has some issues like daddy issues as well um that she mentioned like episode three i think um so i i really thought this was sweet economos um yeah so economos killed the gorilla uh, with the chainsaw Um, but even he had like a nice moment, right? That was his 15 minutes of fame. Um, so (laughs) I thought it was really sweet. I think the only one that's like really like, I think actually one of the characters is probably more sad than Peacemaker will be uh, vigilante because he doesn't even realize how wrong he is. Right. Um, he just suppresses things and we'll get more into that, I guess, in a future episode of Peacemaker. Um, so yeah
0: yeah i agree with all of that uh i definitely think like out of bio um she kind of like acts as like a foil to um to chris like in a way because like and we haven't even really touched on like her relationship with like her uh her fiance like how it's been like steadily like declining mm-hmm. uh through each episode um so like we could see like her her struggle with that like just trying to maintain because like she you know it's like it's interesting, like, when it men- I mentioned the foil, because, like, sh- they both have, like, shitty dads, right? Or shitty parents, I should say. Because, you know, Peacemaker has his dad, and then Adebayo has uh, Amanda Waller. But they're trying, to like, to not be, like, reflections of that. Uh, so, you know, I know Peacemaker doesn't want to be, like, seen as, like, this this racist, like, supervillain. And then, like, Adebayo doesn't want to be, like, this cold. You know, heartless, uh, like government agent that Amanda Waller is. So you can look, you can kind of see that, and that's like it's like it's funny because like as as peace peacemaker is building this family, this close relationship, and he's building because he he really doesn't have like any like societal skills because he's been like trapped in jail and and you know, Suicide Squad he was just kind of like this cold heartless killer, but it's funny because like as he's building his like you know I guess you could say normal normalcy um you know bios just kind of like been like declining with her own relationship relationships in a way um so i just think like they have like an interesting bond together a- and we should mention too like she uh she planted the uh, the diary that amanda waller uh wanted her to so what are your theories on the, what the diary might be
1: i think that the diary might be like uh it could be one of two things. It could be something to uh, disrespect Peacemaker to set him off in like a certain course. Or it could be something to, um, I don't know, plant some sort of evidence. It could be a lot of things. You know, it could be like something just as she said in, uh, uh, I think, what was it? Batman v Superman or something like that. Or Suicide Squad probably. Um you know, put it in a hole, throw away the hole. It's like one of those things where, like, it's something that she dig deep for. Or it just could be something entirely, uh, you know, just to set the course off of, like, politics, like some type of, like, political scheme. Um, or maybe just Peacemakers the Hangman. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think the last one's actually the most accurate because uh, I feel like it's a contingency for Waller. Just if if anything goes south with this mission, they can just kind of, like, pin everything on uh on on peacemaker and i think the diary might be like i don't know some incriminating evidence that they could use so that just it doesn't trace back to to argus or or waller um but we'll just have to see in the next episode and then uh and then uh, more about argus going into that we saw um hire this one guy i think it's called he's called Locke. uh oh yeah so he kind of like planted him into the evergreen police department um, cause he's trying to like, put, put the pin on a uh, peacemakers dad, which right. I think is gonna end up horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think the detectives are really like getting like closer to the truth behind this. Um, but what do you think about that?
1: It's very dangerous too for them. I feel like the you know it's a it's a whole conspiracy. Um, it's a big mess because you have the uh it's like Woodward what, and Bernstein basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean you have the White Dragon uh, Goonies. You also have the uh, uh cops try, like meddling and like things. They they it's too dangerous for them to meddle in. Um, the butterflies. Um. It's very, like, it's very rich and, like, different things going on. There's a lot of, like, subplots and stuff like that. Or just, like, sub, like, conflicts. And, um, yeah, Locke, right? Uh, he's weird, man. So, he is a butterfly, right? So, he has to be. Or is he, like, one of those? Because they've been around for so long. Is he, like, uh, kind of, like, a fan of the butterflies, in lack of better terms?
0: I have a feeling he's not a butterfly. I think he might have just been a close associate of Mern's. And then, like, the butterflies kind of just like have access to your memories so he's kind of like um using that information to his advantage and maybe he's just like a close friend of mern's Mm, Um, but he knows he's like a really good agent right um that he can just like uh plant for like you know hide evidence and shit right it's really shady like what they do like what in the in the background like it's like very like conspiratorial they're scrolls basically basically that's what yeah (laughs) secret invasion right right yeah. But I, I overall I think um oh and then we have to talk about the last scene. Uh, uh with uh which is actually like uh that was the most shocking in my opinion. So bio goes back um to their little, I guess, headquarters and then she tries on a uh, Peacemaker's X ray helmet. And then uh I, I as soon as she put it on the helmet, I was like, Fuck, she's gonna see uh a Mern's <laughs> so she sees thing. like the X ray and that actually reminded me. I I feel like uh James Gunn took inspiration from there's this old movie called uh, "They Live," where like uh, right. this one guy puts on the X-ray glasses, and then he can like see like everybody that's like a robot. So I think that's where he took inspiration from. But that's just what it reminded me of. Um, so she obviously she sees like uh, the butterfly inside uh Martin's skull, um, and then he like chases her. He doesn't kill her, but he chases her down. So what do you think is gonna happen with that?
1: Yeah, that was that I, I knew something goes up with Mern. I, I always knew it. I mean there were so many like hints, you know and I, I I knew there was something up and and I kind of figured like we talked about this before too. I figured like he was like doing something for Amanda Waller or like it's some type of like strife within the uh butterfly I'll say butterfly community and <laughs> lack of better <laughs> words. I don't know. <laughs> like a reddit thread or whatever. <laughs> but uh yeah, like that was crazy. That was I, I liked how like they implant themselves inside the brain, you know, kind of you like, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like that? Well, it looks weird, right? I mean, well, at least we get to see. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with her. I, I think that, I don't think he'll kill her because I think she's she has too much of a pivotal role just because of that journal alone as well. And she also is, she can possibly be a, a really close friend uh, for Peacemaker. And, um, you know, there's so much similarities um and i think like if he does something bad to her uh like how will the rest of the team like go about that how how will they discover it will everybody else be in danger uh what's the next course right so what do you think is gonna like really
0: happen i don't think he's gonna kill her i think she's too valuable of an asset um for the team for her to, i think maybe like maybe they'll just reveal you know what his his intentions are as far as like uh you know Going against the the butterflies um and yeah it's and also it's kind of like she's like she has her own mission too right so I don't know like if like because they still don't know yet that she's Waller's daughter, right
1: no I think they do
0: okay, well, because I remember like like they she was recommended by Waller, but I don't think they know like that familiar relation I, I don't remember the
1: last episode that well that's why I'm, I think like,
0: thats I, I think they're purposely hiding that that fact um I don't even think Waller really knows that Merns is a butterfly. I feel like right that's that could be like because Merns dropped a little information in that one episode. He was talking about like how he did like really bad shit, um, but I feel like that butterfly that implanted itself uh, that might have been after, and then I feel like this is like a different Merns entirely. Like this could be like a very like. And isn't it funny, like, that, that Burns, like, only became, like, nicer, like, after he was, like, <laughs> uh, implanted with this this butterfly. So, it just, like, shows, like, really, like, semiotics in a way. Um, but, yeah, I think next episode, they're just going to, like, hit hard on, like, the butterflies. The butterflies might even retaliate. Um, and we might see more, obviously, of, a, you know, Peacemaker's dad and his relationship with his brother. Like, because we haven't, like, really, like, seen too much of it. We saw, like, a hint of it. Um, but, like, what's going on with that, like, did did peacemaker's dad make them fight like did he make him kill his brother right um so we'll have to see um but overall it was a fun episode um can't wait for the next one and then we only have how many episodes left two or... we
1: have eight episodes in total so i think we're going to have so he have six seven eight so three
0: okay so yeah so just stay tuned guys for our next review for episode six Uh, Thank you for joining us on episode five review. And if you haven't checked out our Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett uh, reviews, uh, they're also out now. Uh, We just did a great uh, coverage on episode uh, six, I believe. So we only have one more episode left for Book of Boba Fett um, and then only a few more for Peacemaker uh, and obviously our DC animated uh, top 10 favorites. So keep an eye out for that. So make sure you like, subscribe, share this. Uh, We're on YouTube, Anchor, now Apple Podcasts. So we've got some some coverage now for you guys. Uh, So just make sure to follow us and listen to our content. But until then, guys, thank you for having lunch with us. See you, guys.